Today I am going to do a bit of British folklore. Yes. That being the Bogart. Yeah. Or Boggard. Or the Bogeyman. Yeah, indeed. And uh, that is kind of where the name sort of derives from, really. There's, there's many different guesses as to where Ooh. the name comes from. One being the Bogeyman, like you said there. That comes from the... Um, the word boog, which means goblin or hobgoblin, the hobgoblin yep. being the same thing. So, or, um, and it's also known that the yeah, goblins are, are very, have been in folklore, very malevolent anyway, tricksters, mm. you know, the goblins and, you know, they've always been ones to avoid. Well, the, the bogger itself is predominantly uh, malevolent and mischievous. Yeah. Um, malevolent. Malevolent, yeah. Yeah. He's got a little bit of, um, Sometimes you can be good. You know, like when we had Val Ventura on, and she was talking about the theories that you do the, the do chores around your house yep. if you leave him a cup of milk, that kind yep. of shit. He does the same thing, Ooh. but if you offend him, then you get the shit kicked out of you, basically. All oh, right, okay. So, so it was a bog out with an attitude, then. Absolutely right. Okay. So, like that the, the was the Don't name. Piss them off then. Then there's variants spellings including, like I say, bogart and bugart and bogard, but they all mean the same creature, if you like. Actually, in the UK, we call uh, toilet the bog, don't we? Yeah. Um, yeah it's going to the bog. If, yeah, I don't know if they say that around the world, but we call it the bog. And actually, that yeah. derives from this creature. Um, mostly in the north of England, uh, right the way across from northwest to northeast. Again, the um, the name changes as you go across. Yeah. You know. But generally, if you say bog, most people will know what you're talking about. Back in the day, this is, I suppose he hit his peak around uh, late 1880s, that kind of thing. And then he sort of tails off after that. Right. So up to that sort of 16th century, sort of up to the uh, 18, like 80s, he's, he's massive. He's, you know, everywhere around the country has got a bog. There's yeah. many, many place names that are named after, the, you know, like um, Boggart Hill and Boggart this and Boggart Wood. And, do you know how, what I mean? How about, about Bogner? Is that good one, Lee? Bogner. <laughs> yeah. That could be a hot spot. But that's Wales, isn't it? Yeah. So you think they would call him uh, Hob, Something wouldn't else. you? Something else. I don't know. I don't but obviously know. his name... Well, let me describe what he looks like, and then I'll go into you know, where the yeah, name okay. sort of fits from my uh, perspective. Well, he's sort of a mixture between... You know, like you've got the brownie and the Sprite, the you know, the Irish Sprite yeah. and the, the, yeah. the Scottish brownie, which is kind of like a small... You know, sprite, isn't it? It's mm. a small goblin type creature. When you initially think of bogart, that's what you think of, right? Um, and especially when they're around the house, because there's two different types of bogart. There's like a what you call as a house bogart and a normal bogart, which is an outdoor bogart. Right. The one in the house is normally invisible. Okay, so you don't see him. Pol- this is what we call poltergeist, maybe today. They, but he'll do chores for you. So. Again, leaving the saucer and milk, that kind of stuff. There's a family in here that um, were leaving him out cream, and he was doing a lot of work for them. I, I remember years ago, I was reading a story, uh, many met with a child. Uh, you must remember the story where the shoemaker, and he had all his stuff out, and he left all the equipment out, his leather and that, came back, and all his shoes were made. And he found out there's these little little people come to his house. And, little uh, elves, yeah. Yeah, little elves, and he was just leaving like some milk out, some food out, and they was happy to do the chores for him. So, yeah, but didn't he offend them as well? I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember how that ends, but 
Yeah, that the cobbler did, or something. Oh, yeah, the cobbler. Didn't he leave some? One, he was supposed to leave some money out. He never left them. Then his shoes disappeared. Something like that. Yeah, and he went bankrupt. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he peed the muscle now, don't I? There was an old Irish, um, you know, like um, you know, like when you skip, uh, kids skip and they yeah. sing songs. There was an Irish song that was about a cobbler. Um, it was about Archibald, but um, anyway, I won't get into that because I'll we'll get carry on. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, get carry on the story, mate. <laughs> Sidetrack, but um. So the obviously him being invisible, the house bogger, you right. don't normally see him. And again, if you treat him well, then he's he's fairly uh, good to you. But the outdoor one, and this is where it's a bit different from the sprite and the brownie, because most people who see this creature say he's no more than two feet tall. Now on that occasion, he does get up to sort of six feet tall. Right. But generally, most people would say he's about two feet tall. I think when. You're talking about the six foot one. I think that's something else. Yeah. Okay, but he's normally sort of one to two feet tall, covered in hair, human face. Um, you know, and stands Ooh. like a human. Yeah. So, like a like a little people. You know, I like mean, you talk about the the bigfoot, and you have the little people. Yeah, the little people. Yeah. I think this is you know Ooh. kind of what's being described here. Now, he's a bit of a shapeshifter as well. Okay, so vary in different places. The the um, Many many accounts all around the country where in Lancashire, a place called um, Hacks Hackensall Hall, they he actually changed into the the appearance of a horse. Right. Okay. And there's another case in um, Yorkshire where he turns into a sheep. Ah. Um. So I don't know if that's again. I think I don't know if that's the guy who's seeing it. It's Ooh. projection, or yeah. if it's if it's the actual creature, yeah. you know. But again, you know, it's, it's so my, my money would be on projection. Mm. Now he's said to reside when he's at, obviously when he's indoors, he's, he's invisible. When he's outside, he's meant to reside in boggy, marshy areas. Again, yeah. that's where the name might come from, Ooh. bog art. Okay, yeah. uh, woods, that kind of thing. Now there's. Um, Another way he might have got his name, which is the Anglo-Saxon way, uh, because they think that the well, the, the word for town in Anglo-Saxon is burr, and the word for ghost is guys. So they used to call the local ghost the, the bear guys. Yeah. So we don't know if it's got translated over time into mm. into Boggart from that, yeah. which basically means town ghost. Mm. And this is what this creature is, because he he's one of them that. He doesn't just haunt a particular house, he'll haunt the area. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will see him, a lot of people have shit going wrong, horses mm. being let out, this kind of stuff. Now, if you're unfortunate enough to get a bog out, there is ways you can stop him. Mm. Um, one of the ways being salt. You put a pile of salt outside your house, you don't like that. Right. Holly trees, you don't like holly trees. So if you grow mm. holly trees, uh, and I don't like holly trees, they're fucking nasty things. Yeah. Um, holly for Christmas? Christmas is all right, but the rest yeah, yeah. of the year, you know, yeah. what can you do with a holly tree? It's just nasty, isn't it? I'd rather have a willow tree. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, holly tree—that's another way. And then the most common way, and, and you'll you'll notice this quite a lot when you go around Lancashire and places like that, Yorkshire particularly, Ooh. the horseshoe over the door. Yep. Yeah, uh, and again, it's sent to bring luck in it. Yeah, supposed to be. And it also warns warns wards these off. Ooh. So. A lot of people have a lot of shoes for luck, but the byproduct of that is those people probably don't have bogarts running around their house. Correct. Now, one of the worst things you can do with a bogart, right, is to give him a name. Okay, so 
a lot of these where you'll see like um cases where it's like the Horbury Bogart, the this Bogart, the that Bogart, the the Blow Hill Bogart. They give them names and that, that gives them energy or gives them um you know gives them a lot of control. Mm. Once you start naming it, yeah. you've got problems. And it said it said one of the things it says just it says never it's it's like a it's like a well held belief mm. in the areas, right? You just never ever give the bog out a name. Because if you do, at that point you would not be able to reason with him mm. or persuade him anymore. So it becomes untro- uncontrollable and destructive. Right? And that's a widespread belief around right, okay. most of the areas where yeah. he prop crops up, which you're talking Lancashire and Yorkshire and all these sorts of places, but it's common. Mm. It's the same belief wherever. So maybe there's something to that. Now I talked about him being in the bogs and the marshes, that kind of stuff. And again, you've got to go back into their minds at Ooh. the time, okay? And everything that happened was the bug out, the boogeyman, yeah? yeah. Same, same, same yeah. things, yes. Yeah. Same, same person or same being, but and different it, Again, names. that's common across Europe, isn't it? It's, yeah. it, it, it is. If something happens, oh, it's the boogeyman, did it? It's a boogeyman. So yeah. obviously when people went out in the, the marshes, the, bog, the bogs, and went missing, well, obviously the boggets took them and devoured yeah. them. That's it. Again, children going missing, the boggets yeah. took them. Um, and it, I mean, this this has echoes of like Native Americans and that talk about the Bigfoot taking children and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if there's something to do with that. But yeah, they do say if you if you're unfortunate enough mm. to be caught by them, he will devour you. Uh, skittish horses is another thing. If you have a horse that's uncontrollable, um, you know you try and put reins on a horse yeah. and sometimes it flares up. Well, there's no reason for that in their mind. That horse has seen an invisible bogger. Right. We can't see him, but the horse can see him, and then right. it's trying to get away from him. So, yeah. again, well, animals can see uh, much more than we can, anyway. Indeed. And so, I'm gonna. Um, I've got a little beast on that, which I'll do next week. Okay. Okay, so I won't get into it here, but right, house bogarts. Then, again, these you'll see. You'll see what you should and shouldn't do from mm. this story. Okay. So. This takes place in a farm on a farm called Sky Lum Farm, and this is near Blackburn again right. in Lancashire, Lancashire, in the UK. And apparently, this bogart still resides there today. Ah, right. So, it all starts in good humour, okay? And the noted now they call him a goblin, right? Right in this piece, the noted goblin will milk the cows, pull the hay, fodder the cattle. Harness the horses, load the cart, and stack the crops. Okay? But, yep. but yeah, when irritated by an utterance of some unguarded expression or mark of disrespect, either from the farmer or his servants, the cream mugs are smashed into atoms. No butter can be obtained from churning. The horses and other cattle are turned loose or driven into the woods. Two cows will sometimes be found fastened into the same stall. So again, it's not it's not just coincidence. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be coincidence, but you don't. How do you get them fastened in there? You know, yeah. uh, fastened into the same stall. No hay can be pulled from the mow, and all the while the wicked imp sits grinning with delight upon one of the crossbeams in the barn. Ooh. Other times, the horses are unable to draw an empty cart across the farmyard. So this, you know, this um, making things difficult yeah. is in his nature. So yeah. something that should be 
fairly straightforward yeah. becomes difficult. Harder. Yeah, yeah. And again, you've got to put yourself in their mindset, but it could just it could be the bogey, you know? Bogey man. Um Okay, if loaded, they are upset. Whilst the cattle tremble trembles with fear, not at a visible cause, again. Ooh, yeah. Nor do the inmates of the house experience any better. Right? During the night, their clothes are said to be violently torn from their beds. Ooh. Okay? Yep. So this again goes into the poltergeist aspect of the, yep. this thing. Whilst invisible hands drag these individuals down the stairs by the legs, one step at a time. Now, this this says legs, right? I have read other stories where they're actually dragging them down the stairs by the hair, right? by the genitals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not bothered either way. Yeah, so going down the stairs in the middle of the night, being dragged down them is pretty, pretty bad anyway. Uh, being yeah, drag, drag, definitely. Being dragged by your balls is a is it's another painful. thing altogether, especially something you can't see or react to. Um, and again, a lot of people say, "Well, these things that are happening at night, and that is the old hag syndrome, this kind of thing." But no, I don't believe that. You don't get dragged down the stairs by the old hag, do you? No, right? sleep paralysis. Correct. So that's what happens if you piss them off, right? So right. now another place called. I've never heard of this. Hoverers Shull Hall. You heard that? Never. It's near Ribchester, apparently. Was formerly the scene of a similar exploit. But the goblin is understood to have been laid under the roots of a large laurel tree at the end of the house and will not be able to molest the family as long as the tree exists. Right. Okay, so this is this spell sort of situation. And this comes up in the next story with a stone. Now, it's a common opinion, uh, part of the country, that the roots have to be moistened with milk on certain occasions in order to prolong the existence of the tree. Yeah. And obviously that keeps him trapped there. Uh, also, to reserve the power of the spell under the goblin, uh, under which the goblin is laid. Now, this goes on uh, to talk a little bit about how the Roman Catholic Church had this... Um, way of laying an evil spirit Ooh. which is this ritual if you like um, you know, putting it down there and having keep a spell it, which yeah. keep it there as long yeah. as you maintain the you know whatever the spell yeah the the, the upkeep the if you like yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, ritual yeah. which is yeah. the, the middle every yeah. so often under the such and such moon whatever Um, but again you know you got all these people running out there putting milk on this tree and it might not, you know, probably doesn't exist, I guess, but... Well, that's what religion does to you. It makes you mad. You've got mad. to put yourself... Obviously, when you read these stories, you've got to put yourself back in those days, haven't you? It was heavy days in them days, wasn't it? It was yeah. all controlled by religion. You know, everything was the devil. Everything was a demon. Everything was the boogeyman. Everything was the boogeyman. I mean, I think sometimes, you know, there's people, I reckon some killers there. Kill people and took them to the bogs, blame the bogger or the I didn't do it, it was the bogeyman that did it. Yeah, the bogger did it. So, had many excuses to go out and kill people and stuff them in the uh, in the bogs. Definitely, I don't know how well that'll go for you. Well, here's that story. Right, this is the there's one here which sort of um, sort of has parallels with. Some stories that you hear about people talking about Bigfoots and that. Yeah. So I'll go into that in a minute. It's just a little story from yeah. Aubrey, but 
I think it's quite significant what the guy says. Um, and then there's this one, and this is this is well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying this one's made up, but uh, this is this presumably is, is made up. Ooh. Okay, so it says, and again, we don't know who the author for this is, but it says. Well, this is how it happens. After breakfast, we set out a bowl of fresh milk and a slice of French buttermilk uh, sourdough bread, right? Lathered with sweet, sweet cream, unsalted butter. You don't mm. like salted butter, so just remember that. And a drizzle of honey, right? On the pantry floor and close the door. Then we go away for several hours to do chores. Right. Or crosswords or exercise or blogging or whatever. While we are away, the bogger in the pantry laps up and gobbles the milk and bread. Then the wee frisky man, or the wild hairy goblin, again, you know, mm-hmm. yep. uh, depending where you're from, transforms into a good servant elf. And a squeaky grinning and twisted uh, spinning, he loads the dishwasher, cleans the stove top, washes the counters and sweeps and mops the floor. Then he goes back to the secret hiding place in the pantry. But sometimes, when we peek through the keyhole and the pantry door, we can sometimes see the little bogart snoozing behind the flower bin. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. This is definitely one to try, isn't it? I think if... Is this the same shit, right? That way, you know, when Father Christmas comes, you leave out, you know, a a glass of milk and a a saucer of biscuits. Yeah, yeah. Is this kind of like... Well... If he's going to bring me nice presents, I'm going to really reward him, up, yeah. reward him with a glass of milk and some biscuits. I'm sure if I leave you know. cream out or whatever, I'm sure my house ain't going to get clean. No. You know, so no, I don't know how the bog picks and chooses its uh, who it will and won't work for, but mm. obviously he's not, he's not happy with me. Right. Now, this case is the case of... Um, this was a horrible bog. Like I say, there's some good, there's some bad. Yeah. And obviously this one was upset. This is in Cumbria, okay? And it says that the... This is a case of a farmer in Cumbria who used to give the bogger a jug of cream after the day's work, mm. okay? Yep. So again, he was helping him out. The custom carried on with his son who took over the farm after his father died. However, the son's wife tried to economise by putting a stop to the Bogart's payment of a jug of cream. Because mm. she probably thought, well, this is a load of, you know, bollocks. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it backfired. I'm, yeah, I'm not leaving my best cream out. Yeah, sod that. Yeah, give him water. Yeah. So, um, she put a stop to it. She put her foot down, okay? In doing this, she upset the Bogart. The result, this resulted in chaos in the farmhouse, with pans crashing and being thrown about, and due to the family, were forced to flee. Mm. Unfortunately, the bogger decided to move with them. Okay. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, this is not the concern of the road of the road in east of Long Longridge in Lancashire. Along the road beneath the holly hedge can be found a strange stone slab. And again, the holly ties in with yep. this because this is like a spell to him as Ooh. well. Inscribed on this stone can clearly be seen the words Raffi Radcliffe laid this stone to lie forever A.D. 1655. So this gives you some idea of how long this sort of thing has been going on. It is known locally as the written stone and the legend surrounding it says that it was placed there to imprison a bogart who had been terrorising the local inhabitants by physically attacking them. Mm. 
It is also thought that the Bogart was responsible for the death of a member of the Radcliffe family who lived at the nearby farm. Right. And again, there's some uh, who believe the stone was placed. So there's, imagine there's a hole and the Bogart was in the hole and they put yep. the stone on top yep. of the Bogart so he couldn't get out. Yeah. Others think that it was just, it's just a, it's just like um, you know, belief. It's just a yeah. ritual type thing. They just put this stone there for to keep him out of the area, if you like. But either way, you know, the stone's there and it's still there today. You could, uh, there's a photo of it. Oh, I right, can show you okay. a photo of it. Yeah, I'll put it on there. If people want to see it. Okay, so he's killed someone, that, and that's all. Shit's gone a wall and all that. So they've gone and put this stone there. The next owner of the farm for the same, some right now. Get this right. The next owner of the farm, for some reason, decided he wanted the possession of the written stone and said that it took six horses and many labourers to remove the stone and deliver it to the farm where it was placed in the dairy. Now, I'm just going to go mention that again because yes. it's relevant. Six horses and labourers to move it, right? So it took a lot to get this thing yeah. away. I'll leave that with you in a minute. Over the period of time, things started happening. Accidents happened to people who came into contact with the stone. Objects placed on the stone would be pushed off and damaged. The farmer finally started to believe the stories attached to this strange stone slab and came to the conclusion that it was indeed cursed. Right. The odd thing was that when he finally decided to return it to its place of origin, it took only one horse and a couple of men to return it back. So, obviously... Ooh. Whatever was keeping it there, this, the spell or whatever the case, didn't want it to be taken away. Right. Six horses, but one horse could take it back. back. He yeah. wanted to go back, yeah? Yeah. It is said that the local doctor, hearing about this story, scoffed at the tale and decided to take his horse and ride it out there where the stone had been returned to, underneath the holly bush. When the doctor approached the Bogart stone, a swirling mass was seen to emanate from the stone. This caused the horse to bolt for two miles, luckily for the doctor, as it took him away from immediate danger. It is not known whether anyone has, in more recent times has tried to move the stone. Perhaps someone foolishly will attempt this, and once again, great danger will be released. Ooh, kind of a curse. Curse stone, yeah. Yeah. So, right, get this one. Now, this is Whitby. Ah, Whitby. I was there a few weeks ago. Yeah. Beautiful place. And again, up there, they call it um, the Hobgoblin or the Bogle, Boggle or the Brownie. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember Boggles? Yeah, I remember Boggles. Them little it? toys yeah, that you used Boggles. to get. Yeah. What's that film with the um, them little um, some cup that up the toilet and bit of bollocks? Which was that one? Oh, was it? Is early late eighties film? Oh, it was a. It was, it was all. You know, they came out and they attacked people, but it's all about, it's all about two oh, feet like tall. Toy Master or something. Was no, it Toy no, Master? No, it was, uh, oh, I call it now. Uh, but that really, got, that, that kind of gives me that, that the bog out or the boogeyman, because you know, they're out there just to cause mischief and everything. And, well, if uh, somebody knows what he's on about. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, please let me know. So yeah, it was an 80s film, and uh, one of them where a guy was in a toilet and it popped up with him, and it put his. Uh, yeah, his uh, genitals. Oh, dear. Ooh, yeah, do you? Well, if somebody knows oh, that, they should definitely let me know. So yeah, please let us know. That sounds, uh, yeah. Yeah. But that reminds me of the bug out. That sounds definitely. like worth watching. There was, yeah. another, there was another film like that where there was these little little tiny shadow men. Yeah. And um, real, real tiny, probably about six inches tall. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but like there's a, there's a scene in it where, I think it's a black and white film, but there's a scene in it where 
um, there's a lady and she's in the shower and she's obviously showering with a curtain pulled across and it's not a it's a hillbilly horror story curtain right. but um, <laughs> it's not a side <laughs> it's anyway the, she, she, she's there and these things come out the 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 airing cupboard right. where the towels are and they start yeah. running around and I remember it was on and I think I don't know if it was on just late at night or something and I was watching it and my nana woke up to come in and she turned it off obviously because it, it was some sort of horror film but I don't know what that film was and I've been trying to find it yeah. for years and I've never been able to so if somebody knows that please let me know okay so again there's a boggle hole right and again this is what they call them up there that lies between Whitby and its coastal neighbour of Robin Hood's Bay. In local folklore, boggles were believed to be little people that inhabit many of the caves running along the coast. Um, and it says that these went on to inspire loads of characters in various different films, etc., and right. books and so But in reality, it's thought that the natural coastal caves were accidentally used by local smugglers. Yeah, right. actually used by... You found it? Yeah, it's called Critters. Critters, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, critters, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, Critters, that's it. Yeah, 1986. Yeah. And that they was like, but what, about two feet tall? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they just come out yeah, that's, loads of them. Yeah, so it kind of it is Kind similar. of like because they came yeah, yeah. out and they just wanted calls. Deodorant. And they've got red eyes, haven't they? Yeah, they've got red eyes. They're all covered in yeah. fear, weren't they? Yeah, I missed that off the description. But yeah, he is sometimes depicted as having red eyes, yellow yeah. eyes. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Critters. Anyway, so these caves were actually used by local smugglers to place, uh, obviously, contraband. Right. Hob Hole lies near the fishing village of Rush, Rush, Runswick Bay and is said to be inhabited by the Hob uh, with an uncommon gift. The local fishermen and their families are said to believe that the cave's resident, the Boggle, could cure whooping cough. Ooh. Whilst the fishermen themselves were apparently too fearful to cross the entrance to the cave... At night, they would send their wives. Right? Oh, right, okay. So, there you go, you know. You send your wives down there. Not just the wives, though, but the kids as well. So, they send the wives down there in times of need by carrying their sick children down to the cave to call upon the Hobbs' mystical healing powers. Ooh. And apparently could cure whooping cough. Oh, right. So. Something uh, benevolent. Probably, it probably cause, uh, it probably... Um, cure uh, constipation as well if you fucking came out. <laughs> Did he want a payment or was it free charge? Well, it sent the wives down there, so one oh, can yeah. only assume. But well, possibly, the, yeah, well, some kind of payment. The Horbury Bogger, okay, and this this one is what uh, now some people when they see the bogger, there's another case of a guy in, back in the 1800s, and they actually go out looking for this creature. No one believes it. They yep. all get tanked up, go to the mm. pub, having a few jollies, and then they. Decides to go out in the woods and look for this fit. So he's there and he's got a couple of mates for him. And one of his mates runs past him. Mm. And he says, hey, up, Henry, where, where are you going, you know? And he carries on running. So he takes after him and he's chasing him. Henry, what's up? What's wrong? Why are you running? And then this thing turns around and it's got a skeletal face, red eyes. And mm. he realises then it's the bogger. So he, then he runs back to the pub and finds his mate. As he runs, you can hear someone praying. Mm. And he runs into the doorway of the pub and his mate's slumped there praying. Because he'd seen the same thing, oh, right, okay. and they never spoke about it. But they never went back out there either. And again, you know. So, th- but this uh, one from Horbury, which is uh, Yorkshire again, mm. Wakefield, and it? it's just Wakefield. outside Leeds. Yeah, most yeah. people, most yeah, yeah. people know Leeds. But again, this one, look, the bog art 
And this is a skeletal and partially decomposed human with red or green staring eyes, right? Was first seen in 1917 by a young visitor to the town and was attacked in Watson's Yard. Watson's Yard isn't listed on any modern maps, but is believed to be on a cobbled area of land just off the high street. Right. And have serviced the properties at the bottom of Queen Street. We've probably been here, you know. Mm, slightly. Uh, the young man was Jacob Shaw and was uh, and suffered burn marks around his neck after the attack. So he's come away with you know damage here. Said the hand that touched him felt icy cold. Mm. Shaw's account might have been put down to snuff stuff of nonsense. Snuff. Snuff. Yeah. Uh, stuff of nonsense had it not been for the testimony of Horbury lad John Gibbon. He was walking home from the pub some weeks later when he stopped off in the yard to answer the call of nature. You get a 60 quid fine for that nowadays. He also, don't you? Because Anyway, know. yeah, as soon as you come out of a pub and try to have a wee and the cops are on your hand. Or... Well, you go somewhere discreet, don't you? Yeah. Uh, anyway, where was I up to? It, when he encountered... The ghastly boggart. He said he saw the great hairy beast with big red eyes and smelling, this is a bit, and smelling of dead meat staring at him from the darkness. Mm. Right? Yep. Uh, some people have said that both men were mad and others said they saw a fearsome sight, which was the result of drink or terror. Yeah. Of course it's drink. Mm. You know how many times I've been drunk and I ain't never seen, all them occasions, I've never seen anything. No. Other than... You know, waking up inside a wardrobe, having a wee, that kind of stuff. No, I've done that a few times. I've never <laughs> seen any uh, entity when I was drunk. Sober, yes, but never drunk. That's what I mean. So, no. anyway. But no one knows for sure whether it was a figure, uh, the figure was a figment of his imagination or a mystery uh, that is unlikely to be solved. He says, similarly, no one will ever know what came out of the shadows on an airy night in Horbury Bridge. A woman who kept her shop there lost her mother when she was 16. She went into service and was treated abominably. Abruptly. Abominably. Abominably. Oh, abominably. Yeah. One night. She was treated really bad, yeah. Yeah, treated like shit. Yeah, that's better. One night she ran to her mother's grave and spoke of her sorrows. While kneeling by the graveside, a vaporous apparition rose out of the ground and told her to hang, hang on for a while because things would soon be well. Right. Uh, the girl was sure the ghostly figure, which was described as being made out of fog or moonshine, and that's not the drink, yeah. <laughs> uh, was her mother, uh, just as she predicted. Her life took a turn for the better soon afterwards. Ooh. Swirling mist. I've seen one of them. I've I've actually saw that. I was, we talked about, weren't we, the other yeah. day? I saw one in in a church, and it came straight to me, and it surrounded me. And this mist had intelligence. Mm. People, it wasn't just a bit of fog and a bit of wind that blew it towards me. This mist saw me. Came, I'd say about four hundred yards. I see rum gone. Yeah, about 400 yards, and it surrounded me, and it had intelligence, and it wanted to know what I was doing in that graveyard that night. So It's funny you say intelligence, because yes, the did. one I saw, 
Um, now, there must be people out there that have seen the same yeah. thing because yeah. it, it sounds fairly common if we've both seen it. But Ooh. the one I saw, I was. I've, they, I've actually got a picture of it and I'll put it on the Hangout. I'll send it on the Hangout. Mm. Well, I ain't got a picture, but it, I was uh, babysitting. It was about two. No, it'd be about midnight, just after midnight, I reckon. Yeah. And I was laid on the settee. I was babysitting my mate's kids and I, I fell asleep on the settee. And um, something awoke me and it, it felt like a, like a whirlwind. Ooh. Like a you know, like a cold breeze, but circular, like you know, yeah. blowing around me. You know, like when you're studying, like a a corner, you know, like a you know, when you're at school or something. When you're studying the corner of the playground, and the leaves stack blowing in a circle. That's right. Yep. That's what this was. But obviously, I'm I'm in the front room here. Yeah. TV's still on. And it was. I mean, it was. This, I can't remember the sound actually being on, but it must have been on. But anyway. I woke up, there's this swirling mass, and I looked up, and I could just see this black smoke. Uh, and I looked at it for a bit, but I got the impression, and I don't know why, and you say intelligence, yeah. but I got the impression that this was looking at me. Yeah, intelligence. I know it's swirling. Yeah, but it was, it was something in it. But I got the impression it could see me. And it just swirled, and then it went up over the fireplace and Ooh. back into the wall. There's a picture hanging, but I don't think the picture's significant. I don't think it came out of the picture. I think it's just going into the wall. Or, yeah. But yeah, it went up into this, into this picture and uh, never seen it again. Then obviously my mate came in at about, about half three in the morning, so I didn't get to speak to her that night and she was obviously drunk. Ooh. So next morning, breakfast, I said to her, hey, have you ever heard anything strange happening? She said, not really, no. I says, uh, well, I started telling her and that. I says, I woke up and I just mm. saw this black, and before I even had a chance to think it, she said, smoke. But she knew. So, yeah, she, yeah. someone else had seen it. Yeah. Not air, yeah. but someone else seen it. But, uh, but nothing else happened in the house. It wasn't like mm. it was, you know, haunted or anything like that. It was just this, yeah. I don't know. Strange. I mean, I, I've been back to that cemetery uh, previously after that, and uh, nothing. Never turned back up. Um, just there, but I, I sensed it was maybe a, a guardian or maybe a spirit uh, of that cemetery. You know, just what it just wanted to know basically what 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 my intentions was in in a graveyard. And I wasn't frightened. I, I was really I was, I was quite excited. And I'm I'm, vid, I'm, I'm oh, just taking right. pictures. I've got my phone ready. I'm going. Oh my god! And I'm a, just really hoping that the pictures came out and they did. I've got a story for you about being excited in a minute. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, so that's the story of the bog out anyway. Yep. And if anyone else out there uh, has seen that film I was talking about, or if you've seen that black uh, swirling mist, mm. and you want to tell us about it, please, yeah, you know, please don't hesitate me. to get in uh, yeah. touch. You can... I mean, again, when it came around me, I had, uh, oh, I was buzzing, I, I was tingling all over, just. Mm. You know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't shocked. I'll... No, it wasn't out there to hit. I think. I mean, I went straight say, back say... to sleep, so I couldn't have been yeah, that overly wound well, up. Well, by well, it. I was just excited because I, I got pictures of it, and mm. uh, you know, I can prove. Well, anyway, exciting. I'll get yeah. on to that in a sec. Yeah, yeah. iTunes UK review five stars. Thank you very much for that. Thank you very and much it indeed. Says, if you're into the paranormal, you are. I guess there's more to that, but I can't read it on it. I guess because so, I'm reading it off my phone. Yeah. yeah, but it says. Um, this podcast covers all kinds of topics from UFOs to Dogman, Flat Earth to Dick. Uh, flat Earth to Dick Tape. That's better. Yeah. Finish your sentence, yeah. Lee. I listen to this podcast to. We might know what's coming on. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I listen to this podcast to and from work. Lee and Andy come across really friendly. It's like having two of your best mates in a car uh, while chatting about stuff we all like. 
Yeah, recommend this podcast. Keep up the good work, guys. And that is from Kirk. Thank you very uh, much, Kirk. Username of Blue Thirty Seven. Thank you very much. So fantastical. Right, I'm going to start before we get into the paranormal news. Do you want to wear this story somebody sent me? Yeah, go on, mate. Um, and I don't know who this person is. Uh, obviously, if you're listening, listening, thank you very much for sending me this story. I had a good laugh with it. Now, <sighs> this is hard to get your head around, but listen to this. Yeah, come on, spit a, it out. Yeah, <laughs> a widower who was struck by lightning as he masturbated to the Bible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A widower who was struck by lightning as he masturbated to the Bible mm. say he says he now believes that masturbation is a sin. Well, he didn't believe it at the time, did he? I mean, <laughs> masturbating. Now, he's never heard of Pornhub or... Well, maybe you saw a little, a little, maybe a little power uh, phrase in there that... Um... Well, I'll tell you what Made he... didn't get out his wicked willing. Uh-huh. Well, I'll, t- know, I'll, I'll tell know. you what he was reading I when don't... he... Uh... Yeah, I can't me. imagine... I mean, I've read the Bible. I mean, I read it when I was a kid, so I can't imagine there's yeah, too graphic got the, in it. I've got, just got the, the Bible. But anyway, yeah, American, on. right, John Taylor of Mount Pleasant, Utah, was found in critical condition after being struck down by a lightning bolt. He told the officers... And I, again, I don't know why he's telling people this, okay? But he told the officers... He had been masturbating to the Bible moments before the incident. You sure he wants a babe station? <laughs> He'd have his phone on, you well, know what I mean? But he, he didn't want to tell his parishioners he was watching babe well, station. Well, I'll tell you where he was. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Right? I can see, I can, and I can piece maybe it all together he took, now. Um, maybe he took, it, took the uh, mountain's name to, uh, you know... Was it was he religious He was person? up Mount Pleasant, so I don't know if he... He took that to be... Um... Mm, <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. according to Mount Pleasant Patrol Officer, the, who rescued the 66-year-old, ah. the religious man had decided to yeah, go up for a stroll on Mount Pleasant mm. that day and was caught offset by a raging storm. And that's not a euphemism. No. <laughs> once, un, uh, once uh, which may have cost him his life. Right, speaking of his experience, he told the local reporter that since my wife passed away last year, I often seek the tranquility of hiking trails of Mount Pleasant. Right. Adding, I bring my Bible to meditate about God, Jesus, and creation. Now, I can see why he's finding that erotic, right? Why? I strongly believe God... Now, that's not what he was reading. I strongly yeah. believe God has punished me for my sinful ways that day and I'm glad that I'm glad that God has given me a second chance to spread his word and tell my story tell you what if I got hit by a fucking line I wouldn't be glad anyway Mr. Taylor now describes the fact that he was masturbating to the Bible moments before being struck down by lightning and declares that the masturbation is a sin he said I am ashamed to say that I was fulfilling my dirty needs when holding the sacred object. It says, written down from the spoken word of God. If God has intended this to be my punishment for sinful ways, I feel I must share my story with the world so that others may avoid this dreadful path. Now, I can't imagine there's too many people that have had a wank over the Bible. I think it's an excuse. Yeah. I think it, cut, I got, I think it cut, got cut of a porno uh, mag, magazine, mate, and he was too embarrassed to tell his parishioners so he, he placed it with a Bible. Yeah, I, I, reckon he, I reckon he was knocking it off with a porno magazine. Well, that'd make more sense. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, you open the Bible and get off on a on a on a certain religious 
writing, would you? Well, he says would that you? he was reading. Um, he says that uh, he says he don't want other people to pay the their heavy prices either. Again, I can't see many people masturbating to the Bible. Um, he oh. said that he was reading the book of Ezekiel and the day. Uh, right now, it, it says that he wants everybody. Uh, he admonishes everybody who reads this to read it with a pure mind. Okay, he says the sexual urge is exploded when reading verses Ezekiel nineteen and twenty, which he warns must be read only by strong, devout Christians with a great understanding of the Bible's inherent truth and the body's fucking ages. Right, listen. Right. Now, I mean, I'm not very good at all this Ezekiel and shit, but I had a quick look what um, what that f- passage was. Right. And as far as I can tell, this is what was getting him horny up Mount Pleasant. And see if it does out for you. See if this rings your bells. Okay, mate. It says, and I don't know who it's about, someone could probably fill, fill that in for me, but it says, Yet she became more and more promiscuous, as she recalled the days of her youth, when she was a prostitute in Egypt. There she lusted after her lovers, whose genitals were like those of a donkey, and whose emissions were like those of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a dirty... Uh... I can't see that doing anything for anybody. Well, it hasn't raised me, by the way. I just thought you let you know. Yes. He, had a, he had a porno magazine, and that was it. He he was he got caught by the coppers banging one off to some porno magazine. And that was it. And, he, and to make things to him better, I did it over a Bible. Yeah. No. And that no, makes no, it no, worse. No. No. Anyway, so... Um, it's penthouse. That's what it was. Penthouse. We got uh, some paranormal news. Yes, we have. Let's do that then. Let's do the paranormal news. Hello and welcome to another instalment of the paranormal news. Broadcasting to you from places unknown, bringing you the top three paranormal headlines of the week. Five, four, three, two, one. From the Daily Star, Brit Mum sees ghost of little boy in window of a flat in Google Maps. Okay. Elaine McMonagle says the startling photo was taken outside her flat and shows the ghost of a little boy in the window. Now, even more terrifying is her three-year-old daughter claims she used to play with a little boy who jumped on her bed. Okay? Yep. Elaine made the discovery while looking at Google Street View images of her flat in Alexandria, Scotland. Elaine's daughter, Hayley, told her about a little boy who lived in a flat and even said a man lived there too. The 31-year-old thought there were paranormal happenings in the flat and lights would often turn on and off and she would come home to find her possessions moved around. 
To stop herself being freaked out by the tales of her daughter, Elaine dismissed them as just imaginary friends, which she would. Of course she would. But when Elaine took a look at the flat on Google Street View, she found a terrifying face looking back at her from the window. Elaine said, I'm going to do my Scottish accent. Right, what? I can't do fucking Scottish, can I? No. You know what I'm happened to me? He's talking about the A70 abduction case the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Haley would always talk about the little boy. <laughs> and the man, that's meant to be a woman. Yeah. Haley would also talk about a little boy and a man in the house and it freaked me out. Right. That's the picture, look. Just so you can see all the people at home can't, but... Yep, I'll stick with and hang out. Just to have a look. Um, not that convincing. No. A little boy was called Johnny, and he used to jump on the bed with her. Obviously, I put it down to possible imaginary friends, so not to total, totally scare myself. I decided to Google map it, and holy hell, the picture on Google Street View were taken like a year before I moved in. Ooh. Uh, well, I mean, so it could just be somebody in the window then, couldn't it? Possible. Yeah. It would come home at the, and the bathroom light would be quite a lot, on quite a lot, when I, we would come home to the bathroom light on quite a lot, when I know I hadn't been, when it hadn't been on. There was colouring paper lying on the floor, my daughter's toys were all around the bedroom and on the living room. Yeah. All the doors on the house, I'm presuming that one like that when she left, yeah? yeah? All the doors in the house were massive glass panelled and quite often you could see shadows passing by when you were in the room or living room. There was an occasion, a musty smell as well as that would come and go, uh, like really old smell. On occasion, Haley would see a seen a shadow or hear something call her name when no one was there. Despite being freaked out by the terrifying picture, Elaine isn't worried about her little girl's experience. She said, I think it's a gift of sorts. I believe children are more sensitive to these things, and as long as it's not harming them or causing a fear, I don't see an issue. Ooh. Fair enough. Well, yeah. again, that's, uh... definitely go on the hangout or go on the website to have a look yeah, at the picture. Shall I do mine? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a ghost hunter claims to have caught a hooded monk spirit on camera while exploring the Abbey ruins. Paranormal investigator Kyle Thompson was stunned when he went through footage from his visit to Roche Abbey in Maltby, South Yorkshire because he believes he caught the towering appearance on the doorway near the back of the picture. Uh, the ghost hunter claims the picture shows a six-foot-tall cloaked and hooded figure holding a large cross similar to ones used during mass celebrations. Kyle said that during the trip with pal Jason Underworth and cameraman James Smith, he didn't feel much paranormal activity and it was only when he looked over the film that he spotted the outline. Uh, Carl from Boundary, South Yorkshire said it was a strange investigation as we didn't feel much was happening. So I'll stick the pick on the Hangout and I've looked at that and I'm thinking, hmm, looks okay. Yeah. Maybe genuine. 
so I think that's a thumbs up for me. Possibly it could be mostly residual. Not there. So the camera's picked up residual. That's my take on it. Right. Another one from the Daily Star. And this is bizarre. Heatwave Ghosts. Paranormal Investigator reports major summer spike in call-ins. Britain's heatwave has caused a massive spike in ghost sightings, paranormal expert claims. Gary Parsons, 53, a professional paranormal investigator, okay, because you knew they exist, today, has received a major spike of calls in the last couple of months. He said that some people have even been afraid to enter their own homes because the ghostly apparitions summoned by the scorching sun. Gary, who runs the Plymouth like Paranormal Investigation, not what he's called that, Plymouth Paranormal Investigations PPI. That's what. Anyway, from his from his uh, Devon home, believes the increase is due to the unseasonably warm weather. Unseasonably warm in summer. Anyway. Unseasonally warm weather in the UK has been enjoying. Temperatures have been in the high 20s and 30s for the best part of six weeks. While Mercury peaking around uh, the 35C. That's the thermometer, not the planet. (laughs) Yeah. He said, We have received a major spike in numbers of calls during June and July, with people reporting scary supernatural phenomenon. One couple almost afraid to go into their home because of the poltergeist. The residual energies are making things move. Gary and his team of ghost hunters have been in the ghostly business now for years and use highly specialised technical equipment to free homeowners of unwelcome spirits. With a price. And going with them fucking things from Ghostbuster. Yeah. Sugar uh, trapper! Yeah. <laughs> gonna get slimed. Fucking, you know, they're going in there with them fucking meters. Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. Technical paranormal, technical paranormal expert Robert Bryant said, with temperatures soaring around, it is having an unexplained increase in paranormal activity. That is paranormal. We yeah. have we have used a number of items to communicate with the energies, and especially our Huff Wonder Box. You get that from uh, Anne Summers, probably. Most likely. It yeah. is designed to search out. Oh no! It is to say, it is designed to search out unexplained orb lights, eerie voices, and deadly spirits. On a recent house investigation, my body was taken over by the dead. Oh fuck off! Bullshit. My body Fuck was taken shit. over by a dead priest. Yeah. And refused to leave until I was ordered to leave my colleague Amanda Arena. Whatever. Yeah. See, that, that possession thing just does it for me. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Get it down here. It's a cock of shit, mate. You should never go in a place unprotected anyway. Just asking for trouble. Unprotected. Ghost can't hurt you. Well, they can. Uh... They can certainly try, mate, and they can. Uh, so that's why you go for some protection. You go suited and booted. That is my take on it, and it works. Right, that's the paranormal news. Then again, we'll put them 
yep. stories on the Hangout and on the website. So yep. if you go on Facebook, it's just Realm of the Supernatural Podcast Hangout, or the website is www.realmofthesupernaturalpodcast.com. Yep. It's difficult to remember, I know. And then, obviously, the email, if you want to get in touch with us, send us you know, that Black Mist shit or the film. Yep. It's um, supernaturalpod at gmail.com. Right, I've got a joke for you, but I think you've got another... <sighs> Weird story as that fascinated as long, you. As long as it's not a nun joke, it's, no, it's rigged it's anyway. Because we had a poll before who, who told the best nun joke, and apparently it was you. So I think it was rigged anyway. No, I think. But, the, I, I don't think. No, I think the poll was who do you want to hear tell the next nun joke. Yeah, again. Uh, anyway, that's what it was. That's, not, that's why I'm not. That's what I won, jokes. unfortunately. Anyway, I've got a couple of uh, weird news. That's what I'd uh, just mention it on the show. Um, and again, these will be put on the hangout just to let you have a look, see what you think. Uh, scientists uh, at a, are at a loss to explain the strange tracks discovered after a robot was sent four kilometres below the Pacific Ocean surface between Mexico and Hawaii. Uh, the massive markings measure 2.5 metres long and 13 inches deep and lie too deep for any known animal to have made them. Around 3,500 individual Depressions were discovered by a deep-diving drone as part of a British study from the National Oceanographic Centre in Southampton. Okay. Uh, Scientists have already ruled out mining and other commercial operations to be responsible, and experts also agree they are too huge to be created by known deep-sea animals. So, I'll put this on a hangout. Uh, and then just think what you think. Anyway, while scientists do not have a conclusive evidence of what is making the massive tracks, experts do have an opinion. Yeah. Of course they do. Dr. Marsh adds that Let most likely culprits are deep diving whales. Of course, yeah. Venus and swamp <laughs> yeah, gas. Yeah. Swamp gas. Deep diving. I didn't know fucking whales had, had feet. Anyway, um, he's in. He's in a, under a different uh, uh, thing. Yeah. Anyway, also, he's in another dimension. <laughs> just a bit. Yeah, I think he's he's been on the wacky backy or yeah. something. Anyway, although the large aquatic mammals are not known for diving so deep, similar tracks found across the globe to imply that on the odd occasion whales can plunge to suits to such depths of four kilometers or more. Right. The report states that big whales sure and can. sperm whales are the most specialised and least understood of all marine mammals. Bollocks, bullshit, bullshit, yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, let's get another one. Dr Daniel Jones from the NOC said, This intriguing observation highlights our imperfect knowledge of this deep water environment. Indeed. So So we know shit about the ocean, basically. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Have you got more or do you want the joke? Uh, I'll do one more. Uh, of weird news, and you can do your so-called joke. Well, um, so, I'll let the listener be the judge of that. Yeah, well, okay then. Uh, the, well, it's my last. If one. I can get through it, because this is my third room. Well, okay then. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, an invasion of flying bugs has caused mayhem for local residents as they are left unable to drive or walk around their own town. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Swarms of midgets have filled the air and covered... Midges. Sorry, midges. <laughs> midges. Midget. What's it got there? Midges. Whatever. Anyway. Oh, midgets. You've got small people. We've got Bigfoot again, aren't we? Yeah. That's something of... different entirely, isn't it? Well, yeah. Well, I... 
That's got, a show I, in Amsterdam. I've, I've got nothing against midgets. <laughs> nothing against it. I've got no bias. Swarm of did call a swarm? Yeah, call it, I did call it a swarm, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I'll start again. Swarms of midges have filled the air and covered any open surface in their path. Now you've offended three members of our audience. How many? <laughs> three. Oh, I thought it was four. Uh, of Tarragon in southern Russia. Video footage shows one man displaying thousands of tiny creepy crawlies that have flooded the area outside his home. Another clip uh, reveals the moment a large swarm ambushed open roads, bringing traffic to a complete stop. Residents have been unable to leave their homes as a thick layer of dead insects now poses dangerous driving conditions and slippery surfaces for walking. Oh dear. Uh, so... Again, horrible little things as well, isn't it? Apparently their lifespan is two to five days, mm. and so their decreased bodies are piling up, leaving an inch-thick layer of debris. That's oh. uh, two to five days too long, isn't it? Yeah, well, but then people in the other countries who get swarms of locusts. Mm, they just go ransack through fields. Well, they, they, do, don't they just ravage in. And just, that's gone, isn't that's it? That's one good thing about it. If you're going to go on holiday to Gran Canaria, obviously with it being an island... Mm. There's no, there's no, ain't no mosquitoes or nothing. There isn't there. Well, they can, they get blown in from Africa every now and again. Oh, right. But, but obviously, in general, they're not really there. So, mm. you know, it's good, good, isn't it? Yeah. Flies though. Oh yeah. You know your communal garden house fucking flies. Well, over there they seem a bit bigger, don't they? A no, these were size. these were relative to our our things. In fact, they look like our yeah. things. Yeah. Well, I went to Greek Islands about 10 years ago, and the wasp there was double the size of our wasps. It's mm. huge. Well, I didn't see a wasp And, and you didn't mess about these uh, sort of like mutants. Black, black flying beetle thing. That was a bit weird. Mm. Anyway. Um, Go on, then. Let's hear your joke. Right. See if I can get through this. It's not blue, is it? It is a bit blue, yeah. Oh, okay, then. Yeah. Right, well, it, this is unplayable. We're going to put an 18 on this, then. Yeah, so. well. Okay. Right. <laughs> It's time for the joke. A young man moved out from home and into a new apartment. All of his own. Lol. He went proudly down to the lobby and put his name on the mailbox. While there, a stunning young lady came out to the apartment next to the mailboxes, wearing only a robe. Ah. Mm. Mm. The boy smiled at the young woman and started up a conversation with him. As they talked, her robe slipped open and it was obvious that she had nothing else on. The poor kid broke into a sweat, trying to maintain eye contact. After a few minutes, she placed her hand on his arm and said, Let's go to my apartment. I hear somebody coming. He followed her into the apartment. She closed the door and leaned against it, allowing her robe to fall off completely. Now nude, she peered at him. Mm. What would you say is my best feature? Flustered and embarrassed, he finally squeaked, It's got to be your ears. Astounded and a little hurt, she asked, My ears? Look at my breasts. They are a full 38 inches and 100% natural. I work out every day and my ass is firm and solid. I have a 28 inch, inch waist. Look at my skin, not a blemish anywhere. 
How can you think that the best part of my body is my ears? Clearing his throat and stammering. Outside, when you said you heard somebody coming, that was me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That's all, They're folks. They're getting worse. They're getting worse. Hey, that was sent in by our good friend Braveweights, so. though. Right, okay, you're all, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's a bit of a blue in, aren't you, Ian? So. Say no more, Mr. Ian. <clears throat> oh. No, he sends him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell him. Yeah, 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 tell him, yeah, he tells him, he tells him. On that, we'll uh, call it and we'll say, uh, see you on the other side. Yeah. Bye for now. Have a great week. Yeah, great week. Bye now. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>